you're listening to the Down East Mike Podcast, the quirky little podcast from Maine. And now, your host, Down East Mike. Why, good morning, everybody. This is Down East Mike. You are listening to the Down East Mike Podcast, coming to you from Down East Maine. We do this podcast a number of times a week. As the mood hits, as events dictate a warrant. And we should open up with our disclaimer that our motto is, some of this is whimsy, some of this is true, but the interpretation of it all is entirely up to you. Today is Tuesday, April 12, 2022. In today's episode, we have the main railway making way for a recreation trail. Turkey greeting the Soviets. That was from 1972. Bath Ironworks in the news in 1972. Thomas Edison explaining, I'm happy being somewhat deaf. It's a wonderful story. We had the main mammal of the moment and so much more. It'd be worth your time to stick around and find out about all this stuff. Uh, Our word of the day is turmoil, and it's from the, possibly from the old French, turmoil, the hopper of a mill, first noted in around 1520. Turmoil, it kind of seems apropos, doesn't it, for what's going on in the world today? The definition of turmoil is a state or condition of extreme confusion, agitation, or commotion. Well, I think we've all been through that. Some synonyms for uh, turmoil, disquiet, ferment, fermentation, restiveness, restlessness, unquietness, and unrest and uneasiness. And antonyms for it, calm, ease, peace, peacefulness, quiet, I even said quiet, quietly, I think. Quiet, tranquility. Those are some antonyms for turmoil. Some examples of turmoil in a sentence. The country has been in turmoil for the past 10 years. A period of political turmoil. His life has been in a constant turmoil. Now that sounds like somebody would be gossiping and they would say that. You know that Sid down the road while his life has been in a constant turmoil. I've probably even heard that said before. So uh, Merriam-Webster's saying that they first noted it in print in 1526. Some other words that were popular then were feeler, green bean, herbal, hindrance, honeydew, housetop, hurtful, intellection, invocate, jar, lapse, like-minded, 1526, that was the first time that like-minded turned up in print. I don't believe that. Let's get to our birthdays here on the Down East Mike program. Our happy birthday today to Penelope in Herman, Maine. Penelope turns 21. She's a student at UMO, studying to be an engineer. They have a great engineering program there. Happy birthday, Penelope. Charles in Auburn is 75 today. Happy birthday, Charles. He is retired from the Maine Department of Transportation many, many years 
of maintaining the roads for us, and we certainly do appreciate his service and dedication. Thank you, Charles, and happy birthday. Well, our news of the day, the state officials are working to remove the old main central railroad lines to make way for a rail trail. And this is going to be uh, north from Oakland to Emden, 32 miles of recreational trail. Jim Britt, who's a spokesman for the main Bureau of Parks and Land, said the plan is to have the work finished by the end of the year. Now, to me, the end of the year would be like Labor Day, but maybe he actually means the end of the year. Because uh, if the end of the year was Labor Day, that means you could use it like, you know, through September right up until November or so. Well, anyway, bids on the project were reviewed recently. And Brett says that the officials hope to have a signed contract soon with a company to begin the work. Um, this is, again, from Oakland. The, be the Kennebec River would be off to the right of that. They're looking to have the rail and ties removed before they can work on the bridges and convert the corridor to a trail. Um, that bureau announced in November its plans to convert that railroad line to connect thousands of miles of snowmobile and ATV trails. And this will allow riders to travel from Oakland to the Moosehead Lake region. Uh, when they paid per purchase price was about a million dollars on that one so that's that's wonderful news there well on this day in 1972 the Turks greeted the Soviet leader President Nikolai V Pongorny was greeted by thousands of red flags Tuesday as he arrived to start a six-day visit the first by a Russian chief of staff in 300 years. In an airport statement, Pongorny said he hoped the visit would help forge closer ties between the two countries, frequent foes in wars throughout history. I want to express my trust that my visit will contribute to the good neighborly relations between Turkey and the Soviet Union. Well, times certainly have changed, haven't they? Uh, also on this day, Bath uh, 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 Ironworks was uh, looking at gaining an inside track on the initial phase of a Navy contract. This contract could ultimately call for the construction of 50 vessels at a cost of $191 million over a period of years. Senator Margaret Chase Smith was our senator at the time and she said that she'd been informed that BIW will be awarded two contracts for basic design work in the Navy's new patrol frigate program. Also on this day, arriving at Eastport from Sweden, the German flagship Erosia, which was transporting a new Georgia Pacific dryer for the uh, uh, wood mill there, and it was arriving at the Million Dollar Breakwater Pier in Eastport. That was early Tuesday afternoon on this day, 1972. It's a 439-foot ship, one of the largest ever to dock at the pier. And an estimated 200 people watched the arrival. He says an estimated 200 spectators. That must have been a spectacle in that little town. 
Well, our main mammal of the moment is the coyote, Canis latrans. The eastern coyote, it, it moved its range north and east into Maine in the 1930s. It caused quite a stir when they first arrived. People would see them in the woods and say, what is that, mother? Uh, they, uh, they're intelligent, they're adaptable, they can live in every type of habitat from open agricultural country to dense forest to downtown urban areas. Um, the estimated population in Maine is about 12,000 coyotes. And I can tell you from personal experience, just a couple days ago, walking our little cat-sized dog in the pre-dawn hours down the highway here, coyote crossed the road right in front of us. And quite handsome, uh, even in the, in the murk there. What I thought just to be safe, I said to the little doggy, well, let's... Uh, Let's just turn around and go back into the house now. We'll let Mr. Coyote do his thing. You never know. Uh, he was probably going up through the woods to look for turkeys or something, but they are clever, and he was close enough to us, and my dog's small enough that I figured we'd better err on the side of caution and run home. That's what we did. They are described as medium in size. They have pointed muzzles and long, brushy tails. Their coats are usually a mixture of tan, black, and gray, can range from black to strawberry blonde. I think that guy was talking about old girlfriends when he wrote this description. The average eastern adult coyote weighs 30 to 35 pounds. The males are heavier than females. The largest males rarely exceed 45 pounds. They are most active during dawn and dusk or when down east mike walks his dog but they may have more nocturnal habits when they live in close proximity to humans to avoid conflict uh, another article he is talking about the uh, eastern coyote having eight percent of its dna from the wolf and they're talking about it being an evolving hybrid that's becoming a more effective predator of deer. Bigger, bolder, and more aggressive, posing a threat to the state's white-tailed deer population. First documented in Maine in the early 1900s. And again, they do think they're going to get bigger and bigger. Uh, so originally they came from western U.S., they believe that the hybridization of coyotes and wolves occurred as the coyotes migrated east across Canada and the Great Lakes region. The coyotes bred with wolves, resulting in the eastern coyote, which is as much as 20 pounds heavier than coyotes found in the west. The eastern coyote has a larger skull and, more importantly, a wider jaw. Largest documented size in of a coyote in Maine is uh, about 50 pounds. Well, let's uh, let's let's take a look at our, our Thomas Edison story. This is from the Patterson Weekly Press in Patterson, New Jersey, Thursday, September 4th, 1884, and the headline is "He prefers being deaf." some of the things that Thomas A. Edison doesn't want to hear. He's slightly deaf. 
Some time ago, there appeared in a St. Louis paper an account of an invention by Mr. Leo Ehrlich, the former secretary of the Humane Society, that was designed to enable deaf persons to hear. So Mr. Ehrlich thought he'd said, well, I've got a great work for humanity. He sent a sample to Edison. And a correspondent of the Sun who had read a description of the invention wrote to ask Mr. Edison what he thought of it. And then from there, they said, well, uh, they better send a reporter out there. So the reporter goes out. He finds Mr. Edison amidst a maze of telegraphic, telephonic, electrical, illuminating, and other apparatus in a big room smelling strongly of acids. Edison had grown a little stout since he came to New York to live and his always good-natured face looked even jollier than when he used to scream jokes into the phonograph to hear them echoed back by the turn of a crank. I came to ask you how you liked the invention of Mr. Ehrlich, the reporter asked. Well, to tell you the truth, I have not had time to try it. Not time. Why, I should think you would be in a hurry to remedy your deafness. That's where you make a great mistake, Edison said. I don't want to be cured. The reporter says, you don't want to be cured of deafness? Certainly not, says Edison. I wouldn't be cured for $10,000. Do you mean to say in earnest that you prefer to be deaf? Exactly. You see, I am not very deaf. There are lots of things that I don't want to hear. Now I don't have to hear them. Well, what for instance, the reporter asked. Edison responded, cars and cats and licensed vendors in the morning. They don't trouble me at all. My poor wife used to be kept awake all night when we moved to New York. The contrast with the quiet of Menlo Park was very great. She never got accustomed to the rumble of wheels. But as for me, I could sleep soundly through it all. Anything else you don't want to hear, the reporter asked. Lots of them, Edison responded. It's wonderful when you come to sum it up how much there is that's not worth hearing. What else? Bores? Reporters? Not always, but some people will talk on and on. Now it's so hard to talk to me they get tired and stop. That's a great advantage. Here's the neat part. The reporter says, but you cannot hear the voice of anyone through the telephone, can you? Don't want to, Edison said. Did you ever talk through the telephone? Then you know what it is. So do I. I send some other fellow to do my talking, and I don't need to sit half an hour at a time saying, Hello, what's that? Who are you? Keep your ear there, and all that sort of thing. If I wasn't deaf, they would keep me at it. Now they keep some other fellow at it. But can you hear the click of a telegraphic instrument? Yes, that's a sharp sound, and I am used to it. I can hear all I want to of that. What else don't you want to hear, the reporter asked. Edison responded, well, I make a very poor juror. You see, I cannot hear the evidence, and I don't get summoned on the jury. Then I shouldn't be exempt from the draft in the case of war. I can't hear the orders of the commanding officer. See? Very, very interesting to, to uh, read this uh, about the... Uh, you know, Edison's thoughts on these devices that he had such a, a big part in. 
uh, one last little bit here. What's the latest thing in the application of electricity, Mr. Edison? The funniest is the new process of making incandescent whiskey. What's that? That is whiskey, as my friend Amos Cummings would say, with the shiver taken out of it. The reporter asked, how do they affect that with electricity? Well, I'm told that they let down the incandescent light into a barrel of whiskey, and in 64 hours they get all the flavor of old whiskey. The light and the heat seem to act on the fusel oil somehow. I am told they make an excellent brand of whiskey out of rock gut. Have you tried it? No, Edison responded. What's the most curious electrical phenomena of late? That's hard to say, Edison responded. There are so many. One of them is a live fish swimming in a tub of clean water having swallowed a bait consisting of a little incandescent lamp. When the current is turned on, the fish is lighted up so you can see through them and observe the circulation of the blood. The reporter asked, what do you propose to show at the Philadelphia Electrical Exposition? Edison responds, only about 10% of my stuff, but enough. Reporter also asked, do you know of any practical use for the phonograph? No, Edison said, except as a curiosity about all the colleges have them. I had to give it up for the electric light where the field is immense. And you are in earnest when you say you do not want to be cured of your deafness? I am. And you might say, I don't think it's humane to make folks hear everything. That's just a wonderful little story there. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Come back with the weather right after this. Welcome, tourists. And while you're remain visiting and working up an appetite, I hope you'll enjoy some of Captain Frank's weasel brand crab meat. It's the finest crab meat this side of Nova Scotia. Wholesale only, but that don't matter. I'm sure you're going to work up an appetite and you'll eat it all. Oh, and by the way, please don't ask about our t-shirt. We've only got one left. We thank our sponsor for that message, as always. And here's our National Weather Service forecast for Tuesday, April 12th, 2022. Uh, showers likely mainly before 2 p.m., cloudy through the morning, then gradual clearing with a high near 59. Tuesday night mostly clear with a low around 38. And look at Wednesday, mostly sunny with a high near 60. A beautiful day, a good day to call out sick maybe and play hooky or whatever you need to do to get out there and enjoy that sun which has been absent for so long. Well, until next time, this is Down East Mike. I'm wishing you and your loved ones a day full of grace, love, and kindness. We'll see you. If the world is slowly ending, oh, I hope you'll be with me. Sailing oh so gently on a sapphire blue sea. We'll spend our nights together Beneath the moon and stars And at night we'll sit and wonder 
we strayed so far from the grace we knew and the peace we have and knowing the spirit we can get there again if we try I know you don't want a lecture, but there's power in the words. There's prayer and intention, and the truth will be revealed. Just focus on the outcome, let the negative fall away. You'll find yourself just thinking about the Yeah.